Hello, I'm Eric Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about Sukkot, part two. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome all to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. It is the 20th of September, 2021. This evening at sunset is the beginning of Sukkot. And I don't know about you, but my family, the majority of my family is very excited to be celebrating this holiday. I do have one child who um, has loudly proclaimed that she hates the outdoors. (laughs) So I encourage you, if you are going to start celebrating Sukkot, that you start when your children are young, before they become teenagers and have a louder opinion. Um, However, we're still choosing to have a good time. I know she's going to have a good time as well. but it's, it's just a really great time of rejoicing and resting and loving on each other. And it's a good time of family. It's obviously a foreshadowing of us um, being able to tabernacle with Yeshua when he comes to reign on the earth. And um, during these troubled times, I think it's also important to remember that Sukkot um, not only is a foreshadowing of that, but it's also a really good way to prepare your family in the event of an emergency or in the event of a situation where you would have to leave your home. And it would be a lot easier for you if you were to say, even just doing this once a year, where you're basically camping out um, and and having all the tools necessary, you know, versus like, you know, you start to coat one year and you, you decide you need to go all out and you buy all this camping gear and you don't even know how to use half of it. Versus over time, you're slowly but surely accumulating these things. So one, it doesn't cause a a financial burden, but it also makes it um, a lot easier for you to enjoy the time in Sukkot and not be so stressed out about it. But it's also, I think that's another reason why I believe that um, Adonai commanded us to observe this feast and to rejoice in it Um, because it does, it helps you prepare for the worst. And if you're doing it with a happy heart, everything, doing it in joy makes everything better. So um, I definitely would encourage you to look into celebrating Sukkot and um, doing it with your friends and family. You know, I'm thinking about we might even have some friends over for a couple of nights, you know, sitting by the fire pit, maybe enjoying a meal together. Um, We actually have one tent that's just for eating, um, just to keep mosquitoes and the bugs away you know it is it is enclosed by some netting and then we actually have two actually might end up being three tents um in our setup in our backyard our youngest actually bought his own tent so it's a single person tent so that's why there's so many tents um so that we can enjoy each other's company and just enjoy all that god has created in nature and i also wanted to talk today about simcha torah before I get carried away with that, I do want to let you know that the Torah portion this week is not so ironically called Sukkot. And the, Torah, the actual Torah portion is Leviticus chapter 22 verses 26 to chapter 23 verses 44. And if you've been listening to any of my podcasts, you know that chapter 23 is all about the fall feasts, um, all about the feasts in general, actually. So, um, it's kind of good. You, you, at this point should be well aware of what the Lord says, but if you're not, 
the Torah portion will take you right there. Um, also, it's also going to be in Numbers chapter 29, 12 through 16. So that's not too long. And then you have the half Torah portion, which is in Zechariah this week. It's chapter 14, verses 1 through 21. And that actually is talking about um, what we were talking about, the foreshadowing of um, when Adonai comes and when he will have all the nations gather against Jerusalem to wage war. Um, the whole land will be raised up and there will be quite a, a bit of a curse of a disease on the people that uh, Adonai will strike against the people who waged war against Jerusalem. But it does talk about, um, in, starting in chapter chapter 14, verses 16 to 21, it says, Then all the survivors from all the nations that attacked Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, Adonai Zavaot, and to celebrate Sukkot. Furthermore, if any of the nations on earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, Adonai Zavaot, they will have no rain. If the Egyptians do not go up and celebrate, they will have no rain. Instead, there will be the plague that Adonai will inflict on the nations that do not go up to celebrate Sukkot. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not go up to celebrate Sukkot. In that day, holy to Adonai will be inscribed on the bells of the horses and the pots in the house of Adonai will be like the sacred bulls in front of the altar. In fact, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah will be holy to Adonai Zavaot, so that everyone who comes to sacrifice will take them and cook in them. In that day, there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of Adonai Zavaot. So that's um, kind of a, talking about the foreshadowing and how we're all going to be at that time, especially all those who are waging against Jerusalem, they're going to be commanded to celebrate Sukkot, um, which to me is not um, that much of a command because it's going to be a fun time. I'm really um, expecting to have a good time and choosing to take the best out of it. I know how stressful it can be. Um, when you're changing situations and you're kind of roughing it with your family, especially when they are accustomed to a certain way of life, especially here in America, we have our um, extra little material items that uh, we really, really like, like technology. <laughs> um, we will be having, at least in my husband and I's tent, we will be having at least one uh cord out there so we can have things like our CPAP and our chargers for our phones so we can wake up because as you know I'm still going to be working during this time or at least most of it um a school bus so I have to get up early in the morning so I can't miss that uh that alarm clock so we will have a little bit of uh technology out there but not too much so really looking forward to just spending more quality time with my family while we're out there as you should too during this time. Uh, the Brit Hadasha this week for the New Testament is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And if you're a believer, you're very familiar with this story. It's the telling of um, Joseph and, and Mary or Miriam going up and um, being counted and her having Yeshua, you know, the birth of Yeshua and the angels coming to the shepherds to declare what God had done and that a Messiah was born. So um, we're all very familiar with that. And and it, it does actually make sense that they do it. That um, They talk about this story because this is kind of the time that we have, a lot of the historians have decided this is when Yeshua was born. 
Um, so it's, it's definitely, uh, relevant and something that we should all look at. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about today, I realized that this is titled, uh, Sukkot part two. I know I'm not really great at the whole titles when it comes to podcasts. I'm just not creative like that. So if you can think of some really creative titles, I'm happy to hear them. But, um, I do want to talk about Simcha Torah, which is, um, typically on the eighth day after Sukkot. It is, uh, Simcha Torah is rejoicing in the law. It comes at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot, but is actually a holiday in its own right. In Israel, it is celebrated like Shemini Atzeret on the eighth day of Sukkot. Elsewhere, people celebrate it on the following day. Now, what I'm going to be reading, as you guys can probably already guess, is from the Complete Guide to Celebrating Our Messiah in the Festivals by Susan Mortimer. Um, you know that I love this book. Um, don't agree with her 100% on everything, but for the most part, I do. Um, on this day for Simchat Torah, all the scrolls are taken out and paraded around the synagogue, accompanied by singing, reciting alphabetical verses, and dancing, while the children carry flags topped with apples and miniature scrolls. The next morning, celebrants make seven circuits around the synagogue. During the festivals, the congregation listens while readers finish the reading cycle for the year and begin a new cycle. So they're referring to the Torah portion, right? Um, rejoicing in the law, Simcha Torah, is a relatively new holy day. It is mentioned neither in the Bible nor in the Talmud. However, the regular reading of the whole Torah is commanded in scripture. So this is one of those instances where we talk about good traditions and bad traditions. Um, at least for my, my family and our synagogue, we actually believe that this is a good tradition. Why wouldn't you rejoice over the Torah? Yeshua is the word made flesh. And when you're rejoicing over the Torah, you're rejoicing about Yeshua. Um, one thing that we do in our congregation, um, which is exactly what they talk about, where the children carry flags topped with apples and miniature scrolls. We have that. The flags are actually, they're tiny little flags. You you put them right into the apple and the kids um, walk around. Um, what we do is we have the Torah out and we allow anyone who wants to, to carry the Torah scroll for a little bit. I don't know that we necessarily walk around seven times. That is something that they do do, I guess, um, in Jewish culture. But um, basically, we walk around until the rabbi says we're done and, and everyone who's held the Torah um, is able to and is done doing so. Um, so it's just a good time. It's, it's basically the end of the fall feast where we all just come together as a congregation and we, re we rejoice and we just are in fellowship and love each other and celebrate with each other all that the Lord has done in our lives and thanking the Lord for his word and thanking him for his son and for the fact that he came down and the word was made flesh, right? And that flesh was Yeshua. So um, we we thoroughly enjoy Simchat Torah, which we will be celebrating this Saturday, I believe we might be celebrating next Saturday. I'm not 100% certain on that one. I could be wrong. Um, in fact, I actually am pretty sure it might actually be this Saturday. But either way, um, we do celebrate it and we all have a really great time doing so. Um, but um, we're really just excited to do that. Um, a little bit more of a backstory. 
is uh, of the Simcha Torah. During the early history of the nation, the kings often neglected God's command to read the scriptures. But some kings led the people back to the Lord and had the whole law, the Torah, read aloud to them at least once during their reign. By the time of Yeshua, most Jewish groups read through all the books of Moses or Moshe in a three-year cycle. Around the 6th century, most of the Jewish world accepted a one-year cycle. Eventually, they began to celebrate the completion of one cycle and the beginning of the next. The ceremony was called Rejoicing in the Law, Simcha Torah. By the 14th century, the celebration had become quite elaborate. Celebrants read the last reading in Deuteronomy and then rolled back the scroll and read the first reading in Genesis. Many other customs were adopted, including the seven circuits around the synagogue, the invitations to read, extended to many individuals, the blessing of children, and feasting. Now, that's the other thing is, like, for our congregation, we bless the children every single week. So that's nothing different that we would do. Um that's a that's something that we thoroughly enjoy doing. It's one of my favorite parts of the entire service. And um, I guess it's not something that some synagogues do every week. And they do it on Simcha Torah. But um, where it is mentioned, if you would like to know, is Deuteronomy chapter 31, 10 through 13. It says, at the end of every seven years, during the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot, when all Israel comes before the Lord, you shall read this law, the Torah, in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, and children, and the aliens, so that they can listen and learn to fear the Lord, and follow carefully all the words of this law, the Torah. Their children who do not know this law must hear it and learn to fear the Lord. It's the uh, abridged version, just in case you're wondering. Um, I don't know about you, but this past week has been uh, kind of difficult for me. Um, my father this past Monday, uh, last Monday, I should say, was uh, went into surgery for a major surgery. He's actually still in the hospital recovering, and um, which has caused you know stresses on my for my mother and my sister who actually are out there in California with him. My son is actually out there watching my nephew for my sister, so she could be with my mother um, at the hospital. So. Um, I would just appreciate your prayers and, um, continued healing for my father, um, mentally, physically, and spiritually, um, that he would come out of the hospital refreshed, renewed, and a completely new man. Um, I am so glad that I know that he is a believer, but, um, how many of us can honestly say that we are perfect, right? None of us. So, um, just be good to be refreshed, renewed. And it's a really good time when you have these kind of moments in your life that are, um, quite frankly, life-changing. It's good for you to kind of take a step back and reevaluate your life and hopefully make the decision like, hey, I want to do better. I want to be more like you, Yeshua. So I know that that's um, true for me and I'm sure it's true for others as well. Um, this is going to be kind of a short podcast. I honestly was thinking about calling it uh, messy, well, what to do when your life is just messy, because I'm not even talking about just one subject, right? I'm talking about a couple different subjects. And this past week, also, we celebrated Yom Kippur. I'm um, not to pat myself on the back or even just to announce it, but I'm just really happy because I was able to, for the first time, um, since observing Yom Kippur, I was able to actually 
fast. Um, I did not fast liquids, but I did fast food. And I was able to actually accomplish doing that until the sunset. And um, that's really huge for me just because of my health issues. So um, to all of you out there who may be struggling or having health issues or um, weren't able to, you know, be encouraged. It took me over 10 years to be able to get to where I'm at right now. Um, where I was able to actually fast. So I'm, I'm very happy. I'm glad that God has taken me from, um, has taken me so far because 10 years ago, uh, because of my health issues and other things, I just wasn't able to fast. I just couldn't do it. Um, but slowly but surely God has been working throughout, um, my family and in my body and has just been able to, heal me to the point where I'm able to fast. So I'm just really grateful for that. My husband actually this past weekend uh, preached on fasting, which is very uh, interesting because, you know, it doesn't actually call for you to fast food anywhere in the Bible. If I'm wrong, please email me because we'd love to see that. Um, But it does talk about afflicting your souls, which is what um, Adonai calls you to do during Yom Kippur. It is just primarily been interpreted as afflicting your soul as eating um, because the consensus is most people are afflicted when they cannot eat. Um, That's kind of where I think you get a lot of other people, even Christianity, where they do things like the Daniel fast and they fast certain foods or things of that nature um, or not even foods. They, They fast things like technology or Facebook or Netflix or whatever it is. To me, it's like whatever it is in your life that might be replacing where God should be, um, you fast, but the reality is if you're, if you're dealing with something that is maybe becoming an idol, not fast, fasting is not good enough. You need to get it rid of it and get it out of your life. Um, this is me, you know, talking to myself too. So, um, just encourage you to kind of look and see like, Lord, is there anything in my life that I'm putting ahead of you? And if so, can you show me how to either get it out of my life or if it's like a person, say like you, maybe you've put your husband above God. You don't mean to, but it happens. Um, you know, Lord, show me how to love you more than I love my husband. Show me how to put you first before my husband or my children or my family, because God should be first. God first, everything else second. Um, just a good reminder for all of us, I think. Now, there are a lot of things going on in this world today that we can be scared of, fearful of. Um, and I think I'm going to be talking about that next week. Um, I think I'm finally going to be talking about distractions. I actually mentioned that a few podcasts back about how I wanted to do a podcast about distractions and lo and behold, I, I got distracted. So, um, I'd like to do a podcast about that and, um, hopefully you were encouraged by what I had to say. Um, hopefully you will do your own research and even look on, you know, look online, see how other people celebrate Sukkot and how you can celebrate the Lord in following these feasts that the Lord has commanded us to follow. And it's not that we have to follow them. It's that we get to great reminder. Now, as I leave you today, I'm going to leave you like I do every single week. We're going to go over um, to numbers chapter six, verses 24 to 26. And that's where you will find the ironic benediction. It is the, um, the first blessing or prayer that you'll find blessing in the Bible. I would say that you'll find the Bible. And, um, it's just beautiful. And it's probably one of the greatest prayers that there are, that there is um, in the world, I would, I would argue. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Now, may you have a great week. Spend time with your family. If you cannot even spend, you know, you can't build yourself a, a, a sukkah, um, spend time with your family. You know, this is a good time to, to really spend time with your family, spend time in the word together with your family. And I pray that you have a blessed week and I'll see you all again here next week. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse, and it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.